Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi. Today, I'm going to do an interview with Don Zucker, uh, the owner of the Star Wars store in Aberdeen. But before I do, Rico and I agreed that I would talk about Star Wars. And I couldn't think of a better person to have on the show before we do the interview with Don than our very own resident Star Wars expert and fan, none other than Jedi Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to Treks and Sci-Fi. Hey, everyone. Uh, uh, thanks uh, Thanks for uh, welcoming me here, uh, Rick. And uh, I'm not sure if I'll call myself the resident expert because I'm sure <laughs> there's a few other people who uh, seem to be uh, quite knowledgeable on Star Wars. But I am a big fan of Star Wars, so I uh, always love to talk about Star Wars. So uh, sure. happy that you uh, asked me to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Okay, so... I am not, I mean, I'm not an uber fan. I really do like it. And I've got a Darth Vader mask and I've got the movies, the, the Blu-ray, you know, six movies. And, um, I've got few memorabilia things. I'm not overboard, but I do like it. And I'm, I'm even wearing a Darth Vader t-shirt today. So, so I'm pretty engrossed in star Wars. I think it's cool. That's good. I'm actually wearing a star Trek t-shirt. Today. Wow. See that I would have thought we would be switched around. Yeah, we'd be switched around. I'm well, wearing a here's the big cool question. Mirror Mirror shirt right now. Well, oh, I love Mirror Mirror. That's a great episode. Okay, so the question then is, what do you like better, Jeff? Do you like Star Wars or do you like Star Trek better? I like both. You you're not going to answer it, are you? I'm not going to answer it. I like you both. Silly I, I boy. Don't like, I don't like to pick sides. All right, some days all I like right. uh, Star Trek. Some days I like Star Wars. I like them both. I, I they both they both fill a different need need i want yes um when i watch sci-fi they both kind of fill fill a need and um sure. i'm kind of old school and that i'm pretty much a star wars slash star trek type kind of guy with some old school Battlestar galactica in it there and, you go uh, there you go and then anything else i like i was just telling my friend yesterday we we're out at the store and uh we we're just talking about conventions and i was going you know what i'm not that big into conventions anymore <laughs> because i just i'm not in tune with all the all the stuff that people are into nowadays and uh i'm just going like i just kill just to see some person roll by in like a starfleet uniform or a stormtrooper uh right. costume or something like that no one does that anymore because it's just not as popular anymore it's all this you know walking dead and doctor who stuff. right right it's all this other this yeah. other stuff other stuff and it's just like ah just i just can't make that connection or stuff i don't even know people will be dressed up in some costume and like, and you're I, like have no, I don't even know I, what you are yeah i have no idea what you are yeah. it's just like please 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 someone you know <laughs> someone you know come at me and uh you know uh you know in a, like a jedi costume or something right like that. right right <laughs> that's hilarious well i wanted to talk real quick before i got got into the interview with with dawn uh, and that is about this new Star Wars movie coming out. J.J. Abrams is at the helm. Disney has bought, has purchased Lucas Films, and uh, there's a whole new direction and a whole new uh, era of Star Wars coming up. Uh, we've heard some rumors. We've seen some cast members. We don't know anything for sure, 
but we certainly do know some things. Filming has already started on the new episode or the new movie that's going to be out in 2015. So I'm curious what you, first off, I'm curious, what do you think about reviving Star Wars like this? Second, um, any ideas on what where, what direction you think they're going to go? Uh, my first uh, answer to reviving it, um, at first I was a little bit um, skeptical, to be honest with you, but, uh, you know, because I was, uh, to be honest, I was quite, I was... I was content with uh, with what we had, to right, be honest, before right. Disney bought it. I was content with the original trilogy, and to be honest with you, um, maybe call me a fanboy, but uh, I liked the prequel trilogy as well. I had no real problems with it, and uh, I enjoyed the uh, Clone Wars, and I really liked the EU, right. uh, the expanded universe, and, and I was I was relatively content with the uh, path they're going. So, to be honest, I had no big desire for more movies i know they're working on a live action tv show right. i'm not sure if they are or not anymore um but uh, i was kind of content with the path they were going so i had really no expectation and then when they um announced that they were going to do the new star wars movies like say i was a little skeptical but um i'm excited for it to be honest with you um like i know some people are are, are very um kind of nervous because they you know they feel that jj abrams is you know what he did with uh, Star Trek, uh, you know, they didn't really care for it. And, right. Uh, I was okay with Star Trek. Well, they're um, not calling this a reboot or a reimagination. Yeah. So yeah. this is con- should go this along the lines of canon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a continuation of what we have. So uh, I like say, so like say, I've never had a problem with this the Star Trek that he did. I thought it was I thought it was fun movies. But I'll be honest, you know, if someone's going to ask me. You know, which Star Trek do I prefer? I'll tell them I prefer Star Trek Prime, I guess, or the sure. Star Trek that we've lived with for 40 years before the before the new movies came out. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I got the I got the feeling that after they kind of do the run with the new Star Trek movies, that uh, that not, will just be the yeah. that will be a take on it. I kind of get the feeling that we'll just kind of slide back to the Star Trek that we all know. Right. Really? Like, yeah. I, I don't think that these Abrams Star Trek movies are going to stand out, to, stand out as the kind of definitive Star Trek movies. Sure. Or, sure. You know, I just, that's kind of the feeling I got, but, right. um, so do we'll you, see. you think but, they're going to stay on track then for the Star Wars movies? I think so. I think that, the, I think the Star Trek movies are going to kind of stay in, stay in line with, uh, what, uh, George Lucas has, uh, has envisioned. Yeah, um, yeah. As well, too, you know, J.J. Abrams has uh, he's mentioned it many, many times that he's a big Star Wars fan, and um, that's kind of what got him interested in being a movie maker and all that kind of stuff with Star Wars, and that he holds that pretty close to his heart. That's great. Um, that's good to know that yeah. it's in the hands of somebody that cares yeah. about it. So I, I get, I have the feeling that uh, that we're going to see. Uh, I think we're going to see Star Wars movies uh, that probably are pretty close in line with uh, what the original trilogy was. So for all the people who had uh, complaints about the prequel trilogy, I my feeling is that these 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 new the I guess the sequel trilogy, I guess, is going to be more in line with with the original trilogy and probably uh, try to appease more the, you know, the original trilogy fan. But sure, I guess sure. as well, too, part of what Star Wars is, is it it's. So it it appeals to so many people across many generations. Yes, it that sure does. Yeah. I suspect that it'll still have that elements which will appeal to, appeal to little kids, and sure. uh, then they'll also um, and it'll probably also appeal to you know the uh, the older generation too. And my gut feeling too is where the prequel trilogies were a lot of like um, had to do a lot with the forming of you know like kind of with the Republic and the downfall of the Republic and you know the. And the, the political and, side of things, yeah. Yeah, the political sides of things. I suspect that these these new movies are going to be more uh, action based and, and more more in more in the tone of the original trilogy. More focused on you know maybe some you know specific, specific stories or or you know more adventure type kind of. Um, well, feeling to it. I was surprised that they were gonna. They're not just doing. Um... You're regular in the line of Star Wars stuff, but they're also like having a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, a Boba Fett movie and a Han Solo movie, which Actually, is like, kinda, wow, what are the, how are they going to do that? I'm kind of more excited about those, to be honest with you, than the uh, 
than these these uh, prequel trilogies because well, I I feel like with the Boba Fett movie or or the Han Solo movie movie that is really going to flesh out those characters. It's going to flesh out the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Type thing like that. My idea is with like you know with the Boba Fett movie is they're going to take that back to like sometime before like Empire Strikes Back or something like that and uh, and, and it'll be like Boba Fett from like before we actually kind of saw him. Right. In uh, in uh, you know Empire Strikes Back. That and, would be uh, really cool. I'm kind of I, I remember I I think um, Chris uh, Clemente he had uh, posted some uh, story it was a while back uh, something where someone said that. Um, they were thinking almost that they would almost redo the the Boba Fett type kind of story and that it would be more that maybe someone had actually, you know, maybe killed the original Boba Fett and took over his identity. And um, Interesting. Yeah, part of me is going, you know what, I would kind of like that because that kind of falls in line with what I thought of Boba Fett when I was a kid. Right. And the, you know, I like, I like the prequels, but I'll be honest with you, like, yeah, kind of let, I didn't, I didn't really like what they did with Boba Fett, and to be honest, even I really liked the expanded universe, and I felt they turned Boba Fett into like a really dull character in the books. Really, but I would like it if they almost. It was one of those things that maybe, in a sense, that they almost gave you too much information about Boba Fett because he was always that cool kind of mysterious type guy. You didn't really know very mm. much about him, and yeah, you know. So now they're gonna have a whole movie about him. So obviously, you know, they're really gonna. No, yeah, and so a yeah. Han Solo movie would be awesome. Yeah, Han Solo one would be awesome too, you know. Um, That's pretty cool. I wonder what else they're going to do. I wonder if they'll ever have a Yoda movie. I know that there was talk as well too about a Yoda movie. So That would be cool because I would really like to, I'd love to see what that race was like and the, the, uh, what they were when they were young. You know, do they look like Kermit the Frog? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, if, if they did a Yoda movie, if that would be like kind of before the prequels. You know, like, uh, no, I guess Yoda was like 900 years old. So. Yeah, so we'd have to go back a long ways. Yeah, a long ways. Like, I I doubt they would do it when he, unless they did one when he was exiled to, like, uh, Dagobah. Right, but, right. You know, he's just sitting on a swamp. I'm not sure how much. Yeah, I don't know how exciting <laughs> that would be. Yeah, exciting that would be. Well, maybe other so Jedis went and trained. I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Who I, knows? Maybe, Who I don't knows? know. We'll see. But, uh, I like I say, I'm kind of, I'm excited for, um, I'm excited for what what they're gonna do. I know some people, you know, like you know, with Disney being in it, they they feel like maybe it'll, you know, maybe it's gonna go downhill, right? Yeah, go downhill or something like that. But I kind of look at, you know, I I even I look at like I'm not a big comic book guy or anything like that, but I look at the the Marvel movies, yeah, and the ones I really enjoy the most are the ones that are kind of produced by like Marvel or Disney. Like the you know like the Avengers and the right, Thor, right. Captain America, I really enjoy those ones more so than like the Spider Man or the X Men ones, which are done out of the different studios. So right, interesting. I'm, I'm kind of like say so I'm, I'm really excited about uh, well I should, I'm really excited. well I guess I am excited for these new Star Wars movies because I think it's going to bring a lot of excitement into the whole franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like say I, I'm I'm interested to see what they're doing it. So I'm. I'll be honest, I'm on board and, uh, you know, That's like cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be skeptical or anything like that. And I'm, ex- I'm expecting a, a really darn great movie. And what I've always noticed with, um, you know, with the star Wars movies, uh-huh. even the prequel movies yeah. that the people who work on those movies seem to really care about what they they're do. doing. They do. You can tell that the care is really in there. Even when you watch even a star Trek movie, even too, yeah. when you see those, you can tell that you know there was some care put into that too. I know some Star Trek movies are a little rough around the edges, but sure. Usually, when you when it comes to things like Star Wars or Star Trek, you know, people are generally honored to be able to work on that, work on those movies or those. Well, they're legendary. Projects. Yeah, yeah, they're legendary, yeah. Yeah. and I'm pretty sure you know most people like you know if you get an opportunity to work on a Star Wars movie, you, you know, it's just like you know what, yeah, that's great, you know, unless you're not a fan of the genre, but. Uh, you know, it's like to me, you can just tell, you know, the care that the care that's gone into it. And I think I was reading something, you know, like J.J. Abrams was kind of talking right before they started filming about how, you know, they had to take care of it. And, you know, this was something which is something to be cherished. And, you know, they were given something and to carry it along. And it was a great responsibility and all that kind of stuff. And that's good to hear. It, it's good to hear that it's more than just a job and a paycheck. Yeah. Because let's let's face it, folks, they're making a lot of money off this. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think it is really cool that there's people that want to do something creative and, and want to give fans what they, what they enjoy. And I think, you know, I feel better about JJ Abrams doing it than I thought I would uh, only because I love his creativity and the fact that he, um, he enjoys the nostalgia of things. And so I hope that he brings that to this and I think he will. So I'm really looking forward to it actually to see what happens. Cause yeah, uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm praying that it's good. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you look at even like, I, I'll take like, um, I'm not sure if you ever saw that movie, super eight. Um, yeah. Rick, yeah. Yeah. But I, I look at, that was a JJ Abrams movie and that was kind of like almost like kind of a history Spielberg, to like yeah. Spielberg movie yeah. say. Yeah. So that, to me, that gives gives you a real good feel of like how J.J. Abrams kind of respects yes. you know, some of these movie makers yes. or some of the movies that influenced him when he was growing up and and the respect that he, he shows to it. Because and he I can say pull it super, off, yeah. Yeah, that Super 8 movie, that that was, was one of those movies that just kind of, uh, when I saw it, just, you know, it really hit home. Like, yep. You know, because both you and I, we grew up in that, that era. That era. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I we, thought that same thing. I was going to say that and you took the words out of my mouth. So, yeah, yeah, I really enjoy that. If he can do that, I'm pretty certain he can pull off a Star Wars movie. And and I think there's aren't they planning uh, they're planning another two after that, aren't they? Yeah, that's going to be a not the spin-offs, but the actual Yeah, it's going to be a trilogy, so it'd be That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and the casting too, like uh the casting was I was quite excited about the casting because when they announced it, it was really just a bunch of people I'd never heard of before. So, so what do you, like, yeah, tell me about what you think about the casting. I'm curious. I think it's great, to be honest with you. I, like, I haven't seen, like, besides, um, what, Andy Serkis, who did the, um, you know, he did Gollum. some stuff for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, for the most part, the rest of those people are, are like, uh, they're not known to me. I don't know them. So, so I'm excited in that when I go to that movie, I am just, whoever they're playing is that's who they're playing to me. Like I'm not seeing like, um, somebody from uh, something else. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, that. And it'd be like if you went to a star Wars movie and Brad Pitt was in it and then you spend most of the movie going, Oh, Brad Pitt playing a Jedi or something like that. You right. Know? Right. You know, th- this one you're actually, when you have a, like you cast like kind of a, a lesser known actor, you know, then that person really becomes that role to you and you're not, uh, you know, you don't see the, the celebrity in it. And that's, kind of what i was hoping for i was happy that they went with just kind of a you know a lesser known cast and that you know that is typical that goes right in line with star wars exactly because because they you know i mean no none of these folks were famous before star wars well there's a few there's a few appearances of people in the in the prequels but for the most part um they picked pretty unknown people to do the the roles and they became famous because of star wars Yes, exactly. And they went on to do. I mean, Harrison Ford should be the happiest man on the planet. He made a lot of money off of Star Wars because because uh, he got tons and tons of work after that. That oh, and yeah, Indiana Jones, you know, and stuff. Indiana Jones, so, yeah. and then just a uh, just a string of uh, huge amounts. Yeah, you know, movies. Like yeah. say, he was fortunate compared to where everyone else seemed to got kind of typecast a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was able to string out a great career, like a like he's one of the biggest names in uh, in show in business there yeah, for yeah. like 20 years yeah like, and that's that's not that's nothing to sneeze at yeah he always got the same look the harrison he ford kind sure of did. grump kind of look to him but yeah. uh frumpy man yeah but yeah. it's got a cool look that's kind of a cool thing <laughs> yeah so i don't know i'm like i'm i'm pretty excited about that you know that i don't know anyone in that cast and that you know it just when i go in there i'm just I feel like when I see that movie, I'm just going to be just go enjoy it. Yeah, whipped right up into the. Whole and I think it's going to be awesome to see some of the original cast older in the movie. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. Though I was a little disappointed that uh, that uh, Billy D. Williams isn't going to not going to be in there. Lando's not there, huh? Yeah, Lando's not there. And then I was reading a story about uh, the guy who played Wedge. Yeah, I guess apparently he he was offered a role, but, but he uh, didn't he take turned, it. Yeah, he turned it down. So I'm guessing uh, it was probably nothing more than a cameo or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. But I was still a little bit surprised because, you know, it's just that's a Star Wars movie, and yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt to doesn't hurt to do a Star Wars movie, and it keeps your your name kind of fresh. And yeah, uh, I think so. Jeez. 
Yeah, wow. and these guys too, you know, like, it's funny eh, because these these conventions and all that kind of stuff, uh-huh. you get guys who are like only in a few scenes in these Star Wars movies and they've made a career off of just, you know, going <laughs> yeah. to conventions yeah, and I know. signing autographs. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, if you got paid $10,000 for an appearance, I'd go. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then like, they, yeah. they actually had that, uh, there's a video there, I guess there's uh, some sort of a charity that you can, uh, uh, you can uh, donate to. Um, yeah. Uh, let me find out what it's called here. Uh, I posted about it the other day. And this is something that you can win. You can actually be yeah, in the you, Star Wars movie. Yeah, you can actually win to be in I, the. Brian uh, Brian posted that. So did you? Yeah, I remember this now. I should have reposted that too. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's it called here? It is called um, uh, Force for Change. And if so, you donate uh, to the to the cause, yeah, if you donate ten dollars, you'll get uh, you'll get. Uh, Entered into a chance to be on a walk-on role. Wow, wouldn't that be something? That would be so cool to get a walk-in walk-on role in the movie. In so a I'm, Star I'm Wars gonna, movie. I'm still I'm looking through the different um different options they have. Yeah. Because I'm thinking ah maybe I'll you know because they have some posters or something like that if you pay a little bit more so I right. might get a poster or something like that. But it's just like ah I would really like to that'd be so cool to be in a movie. I know the chances oh my gosh. are like really really low, but. Uh, Part of me was thinking, you know, that would be cool to be in the movie, and then maybe if you get on the screen, you know, maybe at some point someone will make an action figure of you yeah. too, eh? which would be really cool. Oh, my eh? gosh. So. That would just be so cool. Well, you know, I got to meet uh, – she doesn't live very far from us, but the the lady who won the walk-on role on Enterprise. Oh, what, Amy? Uh, Amy, yeah. And uh, I actually went and saw one of those special um, showings of the original Star Trek and got to meet her and her husband – and uh, met up at the theater, and we went to the movie together, or to the showing of Star Trek together. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, like you say, yeah, she was, I remember that way what back. What a nice, when. nice lady, and her husband yeah. is just awesome. Yeah, like I say, that was, you know, that's cool. You know, she got to go on a Star, on a Star Trek episode. and Yeah, uh, she's, I think, you know, Christabel or something on the forums. Yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, like I say, the, the chance to go on a Star Wars movie is Oh, like, man. Cool. Say, so tell us one more time, how do we do that? Ah, uh, you're going to ask me this question here. Uh, you're looking, aren't you? Yeah, I'm looking here. It's called Force for Change. So I'm sure if you just Google Yeah, Force Google Force for Change. For change yeah. And look up for walk-on role of Star Wars. Yes. And you'll get It'll there. Be a walk-on role. And then basically what you you get is if you donate $10, you'll get entered into a chance to win the movie. Like cha- to walk on walk-on role in the movie. They'll fly out to um to uh to England. Yeah. And you, you get to be in the movie, though. I, I, I guess if you, I, I expect your, you know, chances of winning a lottery are about as good as uh, winning right. this. But well, uh, you know, never know. You never know. Hey, I would love know. it if somebody I knew went got to do it. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So I, I like to. I'm gonna like, and it helps out. Uh, I think it's UNICEF or something like that. I'll have to go do out. that too. Yeah. So it helps out. So it, it's great. It's a great idea that they're using it to, um, you know, to you know to. For uh, for a good cause, and yeah, then yeah. you know that, that's uh, you know what that shows the real power of something like Star Wars that you're able to do something like that. That is and, that is pretty cool. And help someone out, you know, based off of Star Wars. That's just so awesome. That so. is that is. Well, Jeff, um, when you came down and visited Amy and I, met our family and stuff. One of the priorities was to uh, take you to see the Star Wars store in Aberdeen, and uh, that was quite fun. To go down and just see the place, and uh, I, I was able to sit down with the owner of the store and interview him. And so, uh, what were your impressions of the Star Wars store when you went? You had a lot of stuff. There's a, a lot, lot, a lot of, of stuff st- crammed, and there's more now. Yeah, I, I remember when, when I went there. It was just there's more stuff than you could really take in. It was just like shelves yeah. and shelves, just full of just all sorts of different things. And anything today. you can imagine. Yeah, like just all sorts of different things, and. Uh, like some stuff I recognized that stuff I had owned or, or owned seen, or had right. owned and uh, other stuff that I just remembered stuff I never even knew they made. <laughs> they, so. Yeah, it's like, wow, really? <laughs> so, yeah. well, it's a, it's a really fun interview and I think everybody's going to really like it. And especially those that have uh, come through and visited, you know, um, our friend Duffster from the uh, forums who used to do the book reviews on Trex and yeah. Sci-Fi. He and his wife are going to be out here in June 
uh, well, it's June now, as I think we play this on June 1st, but uh, they're going to be out uh, towards the middle of the month. And that's one of the places I'm taking them to see that, uh, the store. And then we're going to go over and see the Lady Washington, which was the Enterprise tall ship in, um, in uh, which movie? In Generations. Generations, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be in um, only like right across from their hotel is where the ship is docked. So we're pretty excited about that. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah, it's always nice to, like I said, I really enjoyed the time when I came out and visited you. Well, I'm hoping you come back out again because I really yeah, want to see I'm you hoping, again. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping in the next uh, year or so I'll be able to get out, get out your way again. So. That would be awesome. We would be thrilled. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being on Treks and Sci-Fi with me. I'm going to go ahead and play the interview, and uh, um, I'll be back really quickly at the end to sign us off. But uh, thanks again for being on the program, Jeff. Oh, thanks again. Okay, here we go. This is the interview that I did with Don Zucker. He's the owner of the Star Wars store in downtown Aberdeen, Washington. Very unique place. Uh, I was able to sit down with him. He opened the store early for me, and actually we sat inside the store before it opened, and and I set up my video cameras, and I also interviewed him on audio. We're going to play the audio portion today, but as soon as this uh, podcast airs, you'll be able to go to my YouTube channel and actually watch part of the interview uh, right there on uh, on the uh, screen, and you get to see what Don looks like, and I do a, a few walkthroughs of the store, so you'll be able to enjoy the interview that way as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Trex and Sci-Fi, you guys are awesome. And here's the interview with Don Zucker from the Star Wars store. Well, with me today happens to be a really cool friend of mine that I met many years ago now while uh, driving down the highway in my hometown on the side of the road next to his house was this sign that said Star Wars store. Well, of course, I didn't have any idea what that really meant, although it said Star Wars, so I was pretty excited. So I, of course, uh, ventured in. Now, this was an amazing experience. They had everything Star Wars. It was it was amazing. And I found that the gentleman that owned this whole crazy menagerie of Star Wars stuff was none other than Don, and your last name is? Zucker. Zucker. And it was Zucker and Sons Star Wars store, is, is what I recall. Correct. Correct. So I met you many, many years ago, and Don, you are probably the ultimate Star Wars fan. Well, Mr. Moyer, we go way back, way back when we were in our infancy, which was about 18 years ago. <laughs> Has it really been that long? It's been that long. You know, it all started as a three-month summer project for my 10- and 13-year-old, and, uh, hey, we just never got around to closing. Well, tell me about that. What was the project, and was it for school, or was it just something they wanted to do? Well, we had uh, been collecting Star Wars items uh, for about two years when Lucas re reintroduced everything, and uh, in 97, we had filled up the house. So I thought, you know, they're now 10 and 13. They need something to do for the summer. We're out of room. Hey, it sounds like a fun project. So the three of us uh, opened up a little dinky store with what we had. And uh, at the end of the summer, they were having way too much fun. <laughs> and we decided, well, you know, the rent's cheap here. Let's just keep going. And, you know, uh, two or three times we got close to closing. And then somebody would come in and say, wow, this is a pretty cool store. <laughs> so we'd go for another six months. <laughs> well, you uh, you really snowballed as far as merchandise is concerned because <clears throat> this place is packed to the brim. We're, by the way, we're sitting in the back room of the Star Wars store where there really isn't a back room, but um, actually the back room for all of our Star Trek lovers is a Star Trek room. There's just a, a little tiny room with a bunch of Star Trek stuff in it, but mostly it's Star Wars but we're sitting in the back by the Nirvana display because Kurt Cobain uh, lived here in Aberdeen. Correct. Kurt uh, was from Aberdeen, born here, went to school here. And uh, we've set up a, just a little small information center for the people that come from, you know, all over the world. And Which we'll get. I'm going to ask you about that in yes. a minute. But uh, anyway, we're sitting in the back room next to Temptress. And uh, we've got the, I don't know how the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man got here, but he's here too. <laughs> But there's just tons of different Star Wars stuff everywhere. 
And we're not talking just a little bit. We're talking it's packed to the brim. In fact, if you walk through and you're a little larger like I am, you have to be careful of not knocking things over. <laughs> well, I've tried to keep the aisles open so I wouldn't be accused of being a hoarder. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want that TV camera set. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, you've been, uh, you've been interviewed on a lot of popular places. Now, you just told me about uh, a rerun of a particular program. What, what were you on and, and what was that all about? Well, you know, uh, last September, Evening Magazine called me, and uh, they wanted to stop and do a little shot on our store. They were doing a thing around Highway 101, uh, places of interest. And it aired last November, just before Thanksgiving, and it's amazing the amount of people that must watch that show because next day at Walmart, people were going wild. They were like, hey, I saw you on TV. And uh, now it's almost June 1st. Well... Thanks to them, I don't know why, but it was wonderful. They aired it again just before the Memorial Day holiday. Wow. And, man, did that generate the business. So Wow, that's pretty amazing. Free advertising. Free advertising. We, we, we like that. We love it. <laughs> so tell me a little bit of history, Don. Um, why do you like Star Wars so much? When was the first time you saw it, and, and why have you taken it on as a— Something that you really, really love. It's, it's, it's really, a, you've, you've immersed yourself in it. Rick, I love it. And I always have. I've been a sci-fi fan forever. I was watching uh, Flash Gordon in 1947. That's cool. The sparklers coming out the end of the, mach- <laughs> yeah, of the, the plastic. Right, a little smoke. Uh, George Lucas and I are about the same age, and uh, I'm, I think he was watching that, and I think that inspired him, too. Um, but when Star Wars came out, I was already pretty old, and I can remember sitting in the theater thinking, wow, this is a wonderful, great movie, but, gee, I'm, I'm a little too old to have any fun, collect toys, you know, I've got some obligations and all this. Well, 15 years elapsed, and I got remarried, had two boys, and in 94, they were now 10 and, or 7 and 11, and Lucas stirred everything up again, and they got into Star Wars. So ah. I thought, well, gee, here's my chance. So the three of us went on a fill-the-house-up two-year collecting tangent. So where did you get all the stuff from? Well, when we, we started with one 15-inch old Darth Vader original. You still have it? Uh, no. We sold it. <laughs> Uh, we were on a, a little vacation trip, and we stopped at an old antique place down in Oregon somewhere. And uh, I can remember me and my two boys, gosh, there's Darth Vader, and we bought it. And, uh, man, we just, you know, we just started to collect, and we would go almost every day after school, weekends, to different uh, places. And a little while later, people started to call us because they knew we were interested in uh buying whatever and uh, it just sort of mushroomed wow and that's how it works isn't it that's how it works <laughs> so uh, so you remember seeing star wars for the very first time do you remember where you were i do i was working uh, at goldberg furniture we just happened to have a theater next door the aberdeen theater yes and uh when Star Wars came, um, every afternoon I would make some excuse, slip over to the theater. And watch it <laughs> and again. watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times do you think you've watched the show now? Well, not counting, the, we, we keep about 10 TVs in the store playing different uh, Star Wars um, shows and items. Leave that alone, put that on the shelf, probably a couple hundred times. Oh, at least. At least. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I actually saw Star Wars in the same theater. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yep. I was 11 years old. (laughs) We even did a Star Trek furniture window because the line was standing out in the store every day. Why not? So (laughs) we kind of had a space age furniture window. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Okay, so there's six movies. There's the Clone Wars movie. There's um, tons of of stuff out there. There's the Christmas special that I don't know if you ever saw. Um, out of all those, which movie is your very favorite of all the Star Wars movies? Well, the Christmas special is horrible, but it I sell a copy of that every six weeks. Somebody really? wants to watch it. <laughs> but you can only watch 15 minutes at a time. Before you start, like, melting down. <laughs> but my favorite is, of course, the first one. Uh, the opening scene, 
Uh, you know, the special effects were so far ahead of anything we'd ever seen. And even though I was 35 at the time, it still blew me away. <laughs> what's What's your opinion on the remastered stuff? Do you think, uh, I, I, I rumor is that they're going to come out with another set of Blu-rays, but this time the original originals. Uh, what's your opinion on all the all the, the the messing around that Lucas has done with it? Well, you know, it really doesn't bother me. Um, I think the biggest reason is you just cannot duplicate the magic of 77. No. There is no way. No. So we kind of are just happy with whatever we get. I'm not one of those uh, that purists. just purists that raises hell with, right. <laughs> on everything. Uh, so... And after watching the last three movies, which were the first three, uh, I've kind of grown to like them. Uh, maybe it's just because they've, they've grown on me. But, of course, nothing still beats the first three and never will. So we're just happy with uh, whatever whatever comes out because, man, it'll keep me in business, and I'm loving it. I was just thinking that very same thing. Okay, so the new movies are coming out. J.J. Abrams is at the helm. Um, there's a lot of rumor and speculation going on. What do you think they're going to be like? You know, I really think that they're going to be spectacular. Uh, you know, the momentum, the already the movie's a year and a half or something away, and already the excitement is just, you Off know, it is. And people coming in, uh, that's all they're talking about. And, uh, of course, all the rumors, you know, that's just going to be crazy for the next 18 months because <laughs> nobody really knows. Know. That's the whole thing. They're keeping it, uh, such a tight wrap on everything. And then what people think they know, they don't really know. They don't really know. And what we found out with J.J. With Abrams on the Star Trek movies is he's he kind of throws a little thing out there and, and deceives you a little bit. Well, I'm sure they're doing some of that. And, uh, of course, you know, Disney, uh, they know how to promote. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, they are big they'll, marketers. They'll get their investment back in the first uh, year. Probably a whole lot more, probably in the first week. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, uh, I also know that when um, when you hand something to Disney, it turns into gold usually. Well. And this was already gold. Well, you know, it uh, with Disney, it'll just keep it going forever. Yeah. And Have you so, ever been to a Disney, um, Disney park on Star Wars Day? Uh, no, I haven't. I've heard they're really cool. Well, it's probably something like the 30-year celebration in L.A. Right. back uh, about seven years ago. That you was, went to that, right? That was Yes, I did. That was seven days of utter craziness. There was, did you love it? <laughs> I loved it. There were 300 dealers there, <laughs> all the major toy companies, uh, probably 50,000 people a day, and probably 1,000 of them were dressed up in outrageous costumes. Wow. I, I was totally exhausted at the end of seven days. And your feet hurt. <laughs> so I I think what that did is just kind of cemented everything <laughs> for me. That that probably did. That's pretty cool. Um, what's the most expensive Star Wars related item that you've ever sold or bought? But how about sold first and then bought? Okay. Well, because we're a family-oriented store, I don't have a lot of the $25,000 items. That, right. Yeah, like, like somebody's going to come <laughs> like in and buy that. Like the original movie Death Star. Right, right. And, uh, but we keep a few things in the store just to, to make it look like we're cooler than we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sold the Han and Carbonite, uh, and that's probably the most expensive item I had. And uh, that... Uh, it went for a pretty penny. Yes, it did. But I give them a good deal. I think you it's. I think it's going into a, some kind of Star Wars themed uh, pub in Seattle. I'm not sure. How cool is that? How cool is that? But I will find out where it's going to end. I took a lot of pictures of that coming into the store. It was pretty neat. Yes, yes. That's that was. And then the big Millennium Falcon that Toys R Us had for display. We have one of those hanging in the store, and it looks very impressive in here. It is it is pretty cool. So okay, so that's those are the most expensive ones that you you've sold. What about bought? What do you, is there anything that you um, look back and go, I can't believe I paid that much money for that? Yes, but usually they're smaller items under a couple hundred, and I could kick myself. But <laughs> <laughs> I look in the price guide, and they're ten dollars. Like, what? what? <laughs> Uh, the Han and Carbonite was the most expensive thing I bought, so, you know. And you got your investment back. We've got the investment back, and now we're looking for something uh, as cool, but maybe slightly different. Well, I've noticed over the years, I've seen you have had several pretty 
pretty neat, fancy ticket items like the like the entire Yoda. Yes, we had the life-size Yoda about three different times. Yeah, and he sold every time. He sold every time. <laughs> he's pretty cool, though. I mean, when you sit there and look at him, and he's got all that detail and everything, it's like, mm, I like him, I do. And we've just got a, a life-size Watto, and we've got him dressed up, and uh, he's he's looking pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and of course, you can't spend Republican credits or Republic credits here, right? <laughs> right, only money. <laughs> I knew that. Somehow I knew that that was going to come out. Okay, so people from all over the world come in to the shop. Even when I've been here, the limited amount of times I've been here, and I've been here a lot, uh, scrounging around in the Star Trek room, um, I have heard all sorts of accents. I've seen short, I've seen tall, I've seen skinny, I've seen fat, I've seen just about every type of person comes in here, but they're from all around the world. Tell me a little bit about where the places these people come from. You know, that's the most fun thing most fulfilling thing about the store is all at one time i can have 15 different ethnic groups in here and they're all talking to each other they're all loving it it's like we're one big family and so uh you know for a split second you think the world is pretty good place yeah. <laughs> it i've noticed that i've noticed that uh, in fandom no matter what the the group is if they all have that same particular thing in common they seem to be a lot kinder to each other and have a lot they they open up quicker and you can carry on some pretty cool conversations when you when you like the same type of stuff one day we uh, i just was noticing we had uh, a couple of motorcycle gangs guys here some mormon missionaries a nice jewish family from new york and i can't remember who else but they were all conversing with each other and swapping stories about star wars about star wars it was wonderful now see that's pretty cool when something like that goes on and it happens all the time you have a a book in your store uh, that you encourage everyone to sign. It's your guest book. And just when you were coming to do the interview, you opened it up and read through. And gosh, we had people from, where Where were they all from? Well, just yesterday, we had uh, people from five different states and two different countries. Uh, we had them from Colorado, Massachusetts, Oregon, California, uh, North Dakota. I don't get a lot of people from North Dakota, well, but they were here. So I had them put two pins in the map. There you, go. there you go. And your map is filling up. It is. We've probably had over uh, people that's actually signed the guest book. I've kept a, a guest book every year. And we've got about 20 guest books full. And I kind of figured probably 25, 30,000 people have signed the book. And that's not that's not all the people that have that's come, though. That's not all the people that have come. That's just the people that I've remembered to remind to sign the guest book. Do you remember the most unique place somebody's been from? Uh, yes. I had uh, some people just a couple months ago from Siberia. Siberia? Uh, you know, and uh, several people lately from the Ukraine. <laughs> which is <laughs> wow but my favorite was uh several years ago i had uh, three generations a grandson a son and the grandfather from russia and the grandfather was probably 70 and he worked for a newspaper and he told me that well he was having the most fun of the three even though he couldn't speak English, wow. but he was lightsabering around. <laughs> the, the, the little boy could speak English, so we were able to communicate with him. But he said he was going to do a little blurb uh, in whatever Russian newspaper it was on our store. So Absolutely amazing. That was, yeah, that was, that was incredible. Have you had any celebrities show up? Uh, you know, I haven't had anybody from the movie. Of course, that's just a matter of time. It'll happen. But uh, one day, John Cena and his girlfriend came in, uh, the world champion wrestler. I, I don't follow wrestling, so I had no idea who they were. I just knew that they were a little different. <laughs> they were famous. <laughs> and uh, they had a great time. Bought some a bunch of Star Wars uh, items, had me ship it to them. Wow. It wasn't until they left the store that I... Uh, I figured out who they were. I, well, I didn't... Somebody told me, gee, do you know who that was? <laughs> But I think they had a really good time, and, uh, you know, maybe they loved the n not knowing who they were. Right. And right. we've had the B-52s. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And uh, the lead guitar for the Guess Who after they, it was just uh, Bertrand Cummings. Right. But I get a few uh, people, oh, the gentleman that ran for the governor uh, back about, th um, <laughs> uh, 
He's been here three times. Wow. And our new congressman, uh, Derek Kilmer. He loves it. Uh, he loves it. He's been here three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Wouldn't it be something to have one of the stars of Star Wars walk in the door someday? Well, you know, that's what's so fun about coming to work every day, and I really don't call it work. Know. I come to art. That's right. what that's what Mel Brooks said. You don't come to work. You come to art. That's true. And I never know who or what's going to walk in the door next. So um, every day is just fun, wonderful. And uh, Dino Rossi was the guy that's that was right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. About three weeks ago. Wow, he liked it too. That's hilarious. Very cool. All right. Um, besides Star Wars... What are your, some of your other favorite science fiction franchises? Well, it'd have to be Flash Gordon. Uh, what did you think of the movie with Queen? Flash! Ah! <laughs> and, you know, I was a fan of Star Trek 10 years before Star Wars. Right. But because of my new family, my boys, you know, they weren't into Star Trek. So that's why we weren't collecting Star Trek. But... Uh, over the years, people would come in with Star Trek, sure. not knowing the difference because they right. found it. Right, has Star in it, doesn't it? And uh, <laughs> I'd tell them, gee, that's really nice, but we only buy Star Wars items. <laughs> so they kind of sigh and say, well, make us an offer. So I've ended up with a room of Star Trek items. We used to keep the door shut, but in our old age, we've mellowed out, and uh, so... But we sell quite a bit of Star Trek stuff. You do, so yeah. I've noticed that. I'm stragglers. I know, like these, cr and this crazy guy named Moyer. <laughs> yeah, who sends toys all over the world to his friends. Yes, I just got a well, a tricorder in. I'm trying to tempt Rick here with. Yeah, the, you were making the noises. It was from the original uh, series, and it's making all sorts of cool noises. Yeah. I was impressed. It box and it works. I noticed uh, that. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I just got done borrowing some action figures from you and making pictures. I still have to show you the pictures. It was hysterical. I put them in everyday live action type of uh, uh, scenarios in my yard. And uh, there's about 10 of them, and they're hilarious. You know, that's the fun thing about Star Wars is we just sit around here on downtime and come up with really crazy, fun ideas. Like I made uh, Pizza the Hut out awesome. of real pizza. <laughs> it's about the size of a basketball. Wow. And, uh, you know... It's it's gotten famous. People have taken pictures of it from all over the world. Isn't it all moldy now? Uh, well, we don't know what's underneath. Uh, oh, I don't want to know. It was real pizza, and we put it over a big flower pot and baked it, dried it for two weeks, and then covered it in clear shellac. So, so it, now you now don't know what's in there. I, we don't know what's underneath. Don't cut into <laughs> him. Don't cut into Pizza the Hut. All right. Now I'm going to get to questions that other people had from yes. all over the world. Oh, very good. But the first very one is the the best fan ever is my wife. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of my wife. She's not big time into Star Wars, but she's watched them all because I have many yeah. times. All right. She wants to, you to tell the story about how you happen to have a tattoo with Carrie Fisher's signature on your arm. You know, I was just going to bring that up because I didn't want to forget that. Um. I'm getting too old to be famous and probably not looking good enough to be famous anymore. <laughs> so I've had a tattoo of Carrie Fisher on my arm. Sure. We have a, a camera going. Show our camera. About, oh, I there you would go. say 18 years. Wow. Well, seven years ago, I went to L.A. to the 30-year celebration, and Carrie was there, and I got the bright idea. You know, I needed a, a really cool story. So after waiting two hours... Uh, I finally got to Carrie, and she, uh, I asked her if she'd autograph my arm. Now, I took a bunch of other items just in case she was a little uncomfortable right. with that. I bet she's autographed other things. <laughs> and, so, so, and she'd been signing for about two days, and she was kind of tired and everything. But this was just different enough. And she let me take a picture of her actually signing it, of course, for authenticity. Sure, you got to have that. You got to have that. And then she was kind enough to show me her tattoo. Really? Really. And, uh, and that was kind of fun. And, of course, it wasn't of me. Oh, what a bummer. It should have had Don Zucker on and it. She yeah. didn't ask me to sign it. So. Oh, man. But, anyway, that was fun. And uh, so we've tried to make the arm famous. And so she signs it, and then you went right to the tattoo shop. Right. You would think it would be easy to find a tattoo shop in L.A., sure. but this was like about 9 at night after we'd finished. 
And I didn't feel comfortable walking around the streets of <laughs> yeah, a little bit scary for a tattoo parlor in the alley. <laughs> but <laughs> on the way to dinner that night, we passed by a place and it was open. So I just sent everybody else I was with to dinner. I went in, and the young tattoo artist happened to be a Star Wars fan. He Fantastic. happened to just have somebody cancel, so he tattooed in the signature before it rubbed off. Because I was walking around L.A. with my uh, sleeve rolled up, and hot and muggy. I, I didn't want it to to get wiped off. And, and then he actually he actually did a picture of of Carrie Fisher. Yes, yes. Slave Leia. Ooh, ooh, it's nice. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that is my favorite figure. I mean, duh. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Well, it looks pretty awesome, and it's a great story, and I, I think, do a lot of people ask to see it? Yes, they do. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Of course, I've uh, got several blown-up pictures around the store. Just oh, yeah. to, but what that started was when I came back, I blew up the picture, hung it up on the wall, patting myself on the back, thinking I was really cool. Then I got to thinking, gee, I'll just start taking pictures of everybody that comes in the store with a Star Wars tattoo. And we've probably got 500 people. I was just going to say, on the wall. Yeah. I've kind of run out of room. I don't know. I guess I'll start uh, putting the pictures on the ceiling. Right. But that's really blossom into the fun part. Oh, I man. have people stop in just to get on the wall and not buy anything. Well, you know, I had a friend named Kenny who came in um, uh, a few years ago uh, with me. And he, since that time, has gotten R2-D2 on his, uh, I think it's... Is it is calf? I think, and it's fantastic. So I'll have to have when he comes up this way again. I'll have to have him come show you. Yes, when I was at the thirty year celebration, uh, a gentleman from Canada had put together a, an encyclopedia of Star Wars what? tattoos, and it is it's the size of a. <laughs> and he was at the thirty year celebration to promote the book, so I, I wasn't in time to get my my arm in there. But he actually came to the store about six months ago, I and I had I had him sign some of his copies, and uh, man, it's just full of tattoos. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Okay, um, Rick Dosty, the guy that actually produces this podcast, he's from Michigan, and he wants to know if you've ever uh, ask him if he's ever had trouble selling an item because he wanted to keep it for himself. Uh, only in the start of all this. <laughs> After a while, you don't hold on to anything too well, careful? Well, what happens is uh, back in the day, we would overprice the th our favorite things, hoping they wouldn't sell. And then they would. And then they would. <laughs> so at this point now, after doing it 18 years, uh, the minute we sell a really nice item and we get another really nice item, and it's different. So what we've decided is... We enjoyed it, we had it, we loved it, and now we've let it move on to, to make somebody else happy. Well, that's that's a good idea. And pl plus the fact that, I mean, you can just come in and you get to be here every single day immersed in this world of Star Wars, and that's got to be a gift all in itself. Oh, it's super because, you know... Uh, again, you come to art, but just being around the store all day long, almost, almost, not quite, hate to go home and face reality. Oh, so, I bet, I bet. I'm trying not to watch a lot of the newscasts, because in here it's just a whole different world. Sure, and you get to meet a lot of really cool people. Oh, very cool people, very nice people. And now you're getting a phone call. Do you Ooh, need to answer that? No, I don't. Okay, all right. <clears throat> a gentleman by the name of Sebastian Pruth, he is the producer of Star Trek The Continuing Mission, uh, is an audio drama of Star Trek stuff. He's also a Star Wars fan. He asks, uh, he's from California, and asks, um, he wants to know about your Holy Grail item. What is the one thing you've always wanted, either for yourself or to sell in your shop, your white rabbit? What is the one thing you've really wanted to have? Well, the one thing I really want, and I've never seen one, is the rocket-firing Boba Fett that supposedly there's under 25 of them out there in the world and uh it's it's probably the item that uh, if i had the money uh i would certainly purchase it's super expensive huh it's super it was on one of the tv shows the guys that go around to different places hunting toys right and they had one i think it sold for about twenty thousand dollars wow 
for a little guy. For a little figure. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, there you go, Sebastian. He answered your question. All right. Um, Jeff Job, he is from Canada, uh, said, what is the oddest thing that ever came into your shop? Well, you know, I get a lot, a lot of people from Canada. I mean, I really, I, I get as many people from Canada as, as any foreign country. Of course, it's close. Sure. Uh, one of the oddest things was some guy had a stormtrooper tattooed on his butt. <laughs> He said he was just having a really good day that day. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, but as far as merchandise, oh, there's so many strange things that come in. Uh, and every day somebody brings something in that even after doing it 20 years, I've never seen before. Wow. That's pretty cool. All right. Okay. So Angie from Raymond says, uh, what peaked, oh, you, we already answered what piqued your interest in wanting the store. Uh, and by the way, she says it's off the hook. Thank you for your store. Um, what Star Wars element or the element of Star Wars fits best compared to your own life? Uh, you know, it's I'd have to say it's the the good guy rescuing the princess from the bad guys. That is very very that interesting. Bottom line. Bottom line. It's. You, yeah, it's a fantasy, you know. I yeah. I picture myself. <laughs> sure, sure. You're like Luke Skywalker right. or Han Solo. Oh, it's got to be Han Solo. Yeah, yeah got to be. Oh, by the way, who shot first? Um, boy, that's a no-brainer. A Han did. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've got a life-size. I've got life-size Greedo here that's got part of his face blown away. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Um, a lady from Central Park wrote on my Facebook page. Don, who did that rockin' mural outside? Uh, my son's good friend, Hans Reiter, uh, he's done some local art here around Aberdeen. And a couple, three years ago, uh, he was going to college, and he was kind of bored a little bit. And uh, he said, you know, Don, if you'll uh, give me a couple, three Star Wars ships of my choice and buy the paint, I'll do the mural for free. Wow, and that—that's the best thing we ever did. I mean, it—it it came out just wonderful. Oh, it's fantastic! Tourists stopped to take pictures. The uh, only bad part is it's on the wrong side. Well, you know, you would think that. Yeah. However, I get as many people that were going down Wishka and seen it in the rearview mirror. Yeah. As and then of course Billy's and Jack in the box—they're in there eating. They sure. see it. Or they're but coming it, down from Westport or from something. Westport. Yeah. Yeah, it, we get the traffic coming from that way. Well, it is fantastic. I can sit there. I actually sometimes just sit there and look at it because it's so cool. He, his take on the characters and stuff was just enough cartoony but also enough real that it was kind of cool. Well, you, there's a wall in Olympia that was done back in 94, and uh, it's the side of a building. That's kind of where we got the idea. It, but the characters are like they looked in the movie, so we decided uh, to do it a little more like we did. Uh, plus, the Clone Wars was out, and the anime figure, you know, things sure. like that. Sure. And uh, I was a little apprehensive at first, but when we got it done, it was it was wonderful. Yeah. And uh, about a month after we had finished it, uh, I came back from getting a hamburger at Jack in the Blocks, and here in the store was the mayor the chief of police, the downtown art director. Wow. And my first thought is, oh, I didn't get approval. Right. Uh, I may be painting over that. What they do? Uh, well, they came to uh, give us a little award, a little plaque for, uh, for helping Aberdeen. For beautifying the city. Beautifying the city. Well, the mayor had kept driving by and seen tourists stopping constantly sure, sure. to take pictures and that's kind of what we were trying to do sure. is we want them to stop and not just drive through town Absolutely. so that worked out beautiful that is that's awesome well it's a beautiful mural and uh i've got lots of pictures up and i'll put more up as as we go so people can see it um let's see oh scott says um and i'm not sure where scott is from he says does he sell the droids i'm looking for um all the merchandise is what people are looking for, <laughs> and it's for sale, and you can buy it. Right. And you can't use the force in here. It doesn't work on Nubians. Right? Right, okay. And then um, 
Uh, the last, oh, the last comment I have is I remember seeing the first episode in downtown Aberdeen at the Aberdeen Theater. So people, this brings back a lot of really memories for folks. Well, you know, the, the second funnest thing in our store is having older people, not really older people, but people that seen the first three, right. come in and watching him spend two or three hours regressing to their childhood. Yeah. Now, now that's a feature we don't charge for. And, uh, <laughs> and then we've made it a take it out, touch it, play with it store. So the little uh, kids just can go bonkers, have fun, uh, have a great time. Nothing sacred in our store. That's funny. <clears throat> somebody just wrote, as we were doing the interview, somebody said, do you notice the light poles in front of his store? And then what, what's different about them? Well, what I did is I run into the mayor at Walmart about six months ago, and I, uh, because of the wall, I thought, gee, he's probably going to be in a good mood. So I told him I had another project in mind. Uh, why don't you stop at the store and we'll we'll chat? And uh, so he came in, and there's two big metal poles out in front of my store that hold a sign for the theater. Right. And uh, I got to thinking, boy, they'd make perfect lightsabers. So... I told him I wanted to paint. There's one on each side of the street, and I'd pay for the paint if they, if the city would let me. Uh, and uh, so the mayor goes and talks to whoever, calls me back a few days later and says, "Yeah, go ahead." And uh, we've almost got them completed. I'm, I'm trying to find somebody that'll paint the tips for me. That's a long ways up there. Only, <laughs> I've gotten up 20 feet, but that last five is um, yeah, that's a, that's a good really good. They're looking good. I, you know what? I have a friend. I'll talk to him. He has a professional company that oh, has a nice. lift bucket. Oh, I'd love it. You know, and then I had another guy stop me the other day and uh, told me that he would pay for the fluorescent duct tape to put on the light uh, the lightsaber part so at night when you drove through town it glowed it would glow that is pretty cool it's pretty cool isn't it that is awesome well don maybe that'll be next summer's project that's awesome well i tell you what don this is uh what an honor and a privilege to be able to interview a man with so many awesome stories. And you do have so many things. I think every time we come in, I end up staying here twice as long as I figured I would. Well, it's Rick, I really appreciate this. You know, anything that uh, gets us out there in the media is is wonderful. And because I know these people coming in, uh, you know, right now I still get people every day at least two or three times a week that live in Aberdeen that have never been here. Yeah, it's like and when it's they right come here. in, it just blows it's them like, away. Wait, this has been here this whole time. Yeah. So that, that's that's a good feeling. Yeah, it is a good feeling, and and you're doing a great job here. It's a lot of fun. And uh, okay, so if people want to come, they want to find you. They what's the address here? In this is Aberdeen, Washington. It's uh, four thirteen East Wishkoff Street. Uh, it's right next door to Selmer's Furniture, great big furniture store on the side. Plenty of parking right right here. Kitty Corner to Jack in the Box. Right, Kitty Corner. Um, when you see the Jack in the Box sign, that's the parking lot. Right. And we're open every day uh, from about 1130 to 530. In summer, we stay open a little longer. Uh, I've left my number in the window, so if anybody's from out of town, and is here and wants to get in, and it's after hours, have them call me. Okay. And if I'm in town, I'll come down and uh, let them enjoy the store. And if they need to get a hold of you for some reason over the Internet, they can they can get a hold of me and I can get a hold of you. Exactly. All right, great. Okay, excellent. Well, someday I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still wanting to do a, a really cool project where I come in and take a bunch of – I've already done a few pictorials on it, but I thought it might be fun to do a website where people can kind of explore, maybe even do a virtual tour. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, that would be – Perfect. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, that now we have the technology, we can do that. And, you know, with Disney taking over, uh, you know, the interest is just going to catch on fire. Oh, I know. It's going to be there for 15, 20 more years. Yeah. At least. At least. It's going to outlive us. I'm telling you what. This is crazy. Well, thank you, Don, for being part of the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. I'm sure that all our listeners have enjoyed the interview, and uh, we just want to say thanks for being uh, a holder of the torch of Star Wars. How cool is that? So thank you for being on the show. You bet. We're just another brick in the wall, and, right. but it, it's great. It's great. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that fun and exciting interview with Don Zucker. 
the owner of the Star Wars store here in Aberdeen, Washington, only about five minutes from my house. I drive past it when I go into town every single time. So very, very fun. Thanks so much, you guys, for listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. What a great audience of people that uh, love geeky stuff, and we all have so much in common, and it's such a great time to listen to all the great information that comes across this podcast. A big special thanks to Rico Dosti. Rico, thank you for everything that you do. Thanks for starting this community and this podcast. So many awesome things to listen to, and you're the man. So thank you for letting me sit in the driver's seat yet once again, and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Come on, you guys. The Star Wars is going to be rocking. All right, thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time on Treks in Sci-Fi. Come to hyperspace.